0: Mrs. Mrs., I want to thank you for liking my singing, even though it's pretty bad.
1: (laughs) Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today?
0: Good. You look very chic.
1: Oh, chic? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Who doesn't like being called chic?
0: Yeah, chic is always good. Thank you, husband. You are welcome, wife.
1: We are a our listeners' cues, our Shandy's cues today. Yeah. Are you ready to get started? I'm ready for some A's. All right. This first question is from H, as in the letter. Dear Shandy, I've been a fan of Charlene since her pre-Andy days on The Bachelor, and I've been here for the podcast <laughs> since, since day one. Thank you, H. It's been a true delight hearing how the show has grown and evolved over the last couple of years. How nice. Oh. I have a confession to make. I am terrible at breakups. I've had two big relationships in my life. The first lasted from the tail end of high school through my first year of college. The second started around my college graduation in 2020 and ended this past fall. Both breakups followed an eerily similar pattern. Out of the blue, I began to wonder if I was still in love about six months before taking any sort of breakup action, during which time I was anxious and on edge, constantly looking for evidence to push me one way or the other. After finally deciding to end things, I cut off communication for about a week and then resumed talking after a truly innocent, supposedly one-off check in text. Oh, my God. That's so relatable. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, it's just a check in text and then they get back together. <laughs> <laughs> Within a month, we ended up going on an intense international trip together. Yes, in both cases. And returned to the U.S. effectively reunited. During the one to two months that followed, I remained very uneasy until finally ending things again and successfully cutting off communication indefinitely. In both situations, the second breakup was followed by an enormous sense of relief and no leftover doubt, though there was a lingering sense that I should have stuck with my gut the first time and honestly acted even earlier. Given that I was still a teenager during the first relationship, I had chalked up this disastrous process to my youth and inexperience and was dismayed that the exact same thing unfolded last year. A few more relevant details. In both relationships, the guy in question was the same age as me. I'm 24 now. Wow, I was not expecting her to say she's 24.
0: What were you thinking?
1: I was getting more like 28, 29 vibes just from the writing. Hmm. And in both cases, I felt like I grew past them. Neither guy was expecting it and both were devastated. Up to the breaking point, both relationships were overall happy and healthy. My central question is, how do you know when a good relationship is really over? especially when there isn't any clear cause for doubt. In both relationships, I spent the better part of a year torturing myself with what-ifs, wondering how it could be right to hurt someone that I cared about so much or to say goodbye to something that once made me so happy. I look forward to the kick in the pants that you two never hesitate to provide all the best H. P.S. If geography matters at all in your assessment, I grew up in D.C., went to college in the Midwest and now live in New York. Hello from the Upper East Side.
0: Oh, nice. Mm.
1: Local. Yeah. Close. Well. <laughs> this is a easy and tough one to answer, yeah. I think.
0: It's easy to tell people what to do here. This is mathematical. It's Mm -hmm. like when you feel that a relationship is over, you should break up and you should break up once. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's math. And that's easy. Very easy to theorize and to tell someone to do that. Mm -hmm. Extremely difficult to follow that rule. (laughs) Yeah, Extremely. And I feel like the only way to learn is to make that mistake. Maybe even two or three times, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. But the only way to learn how bad that behavior is, mm-hmm. is to do it.
1: And and to define bad, I think it's just sort of a time suck.
0: Oh, no, I'm not saying you're a bad person. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's, look, love is a drug is a very, I know that's, that's trite, but love- I
2: like it, it's true.
0: It's 100% true. As yeah. a matter of fact, it's scientifically true, because love stimulates dopamine response the same way cocaine does, mm. no differently, mm. especially early love and breakup love so the withdrawal right yeah so the love is a drug mostly at the very beginning and at the end yeah in the middle it's kind of like oh maybe you can still make the comparison but it loses the connection yeah it's a drug you're getting used to yeah i I believe it's called tachyphylaxis (laughs) anyway (laughs) not getting into that but I do think that the withdrawal from that drug is not only the person who's getting broken up with, but the person breaking up with mm. the, the breaker yeah, E. Yeah. Breaker up E. Yeah. Breaker. Break up B.. Breakup E. Break yes. Thank you. The the withdrawal symptoms are a little easier, I think, on the breaker upper side. Oh.
1: One hundred percent. I mean, they know yeah. it's coming. They, yes. Totally.
0: But depending on the situation, if it's one of those things where like you met someone else and you're like, I got to get out of this relationship. I'm so into this other person. I can't wait to get out. And then you break up with them. Sometimes you could be on cloud nine after that. Mm-hmm. It depends. You still feel bad about the person and you're going to have lingering remorse about how you treated them or whatever but you yourself will not have that drug addiction withdrawal symptoms Mm. however there still are in these cases especially in her case i could tell it wasn't totally dead it was just dying yeah but there still are withdrawal symptoms and you still when presented with a let's call it a cigarette okay for lack of a better drug cigarettes very addictive yeah let's say someone's like hey do you you want a cigarette i'm gonna have a smoke and you've quit for like two weeks you're like What what's one cigarette going to (laughs) do? You know, cut to two weeks later, you're going through two packs a day. Yeah. But that's what happens. And you have to avoid that one cigarette. That is the hardest thing, Mm. is even if you have the upper hand and you are the breaker upper, Mm. unless it's a relationship that you are so unbelievably psyched to get out of, it's like the best thing that ever happened to you. You you hate the person. And you hate the person. You are going to feel that that draw. Yeah. You're going to feel that hit, that dopamine hit. You're going to be like, wait a minute. I really need that. Just a little bit, just a taste. Yeah. I just want to taste.
1: <laughs> and actually I was reading somewhere recently that after a breakup, the feelings of disdain or hate or the things that you didn't like about the relationship tend to be the things you forget first. Yeah. The lingering feelings of affection and the good times, the laughs you had, the vacations you took, those tend to take longer to fade. So it is pretty common yeah. after that after breakup number one, the first breakup, you would be rose like, oh, yeah, rose colored glasses. You're like, oh, but wait a minute. Was that the right call?
0: And it's something everyone, most everybody goes through in life. Almost everybody does this. Yeah. And it's nothing. To I've be, done it more than I've, once everyone i've had it done to me i've done it everyone i know has had it done and And she's only
1: 24 i you know she's experienced this twice i can picture in the third situation she will know sooner she will literally learn by experience she'll know sooner when to end that relationship and to not then rekindle things with a check and text
0: but you have to be burned. You kind yeah. of have to learn. No one can just tell you, like, oh, by the way, when you break up with someone, don't get back together with them. Yeah. They're like, well, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I I know I screwed something up. I'm going to make it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not. Yeah. 99% of the time, a breakup is is right.
1: 99% of the time. Yes. Not always, but most of the time.
0: But literal, not. I'm not exaggerating. It's not like I'm like, it's like between 80 and 99. Yeah. It's literally, I think, 99%. <laughs> yeah, you're
1: the exception, not the rule, if you get back together and it's the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. I know one in my whole life, mm. I know one couple that got back together after what seemed like a solid breakup yeah. that worked out. And I mean, not only worked out, like they just stayed together and didn't get divorced. Yeah. I mean, they actually seem really happy. Yeah. I know it. And every time I see them on Facebook, I'm like, how did you do that?
1: Yeah. They're the one in the hundred. Exception, not the rule. So I totally agree with everything you're saying. And I want to add that, you know, that first time around, she said it took like six months for her to even break up that first time. Mm-hmm. For me, H, if I'm going to look back to being 24 and what I didn't heed enough there's two things that come to mind. I wish I could tell my 24-year-old self anyway, I would have saved years of my life if I had focused on these two feelings. The first is that loss of a sort of starry-eyed admiration for your partner. And I'm not mm. saying that that means you're not yourself around them. It's more that like I just I really care about what they have to say. I really respect their opinion. It's like a respect admiration. You care about what they think and say above Whatever, what the your average person thinks and says. Do you know yeah, what I mean? They I, lose
0: their Superman cape. Yeah, they're ex- just a regular person. Yeah. you lose your, your you lose your Uber respect for them. Yeah,
1: it's an Uber respect. It's, I love that I still have stars in my eyes for you. Not every day. No, 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 it's not like an everyday thing. But I really care about what you have to say. And I remember being that age and having lost that with someone I'd been with for many years. But I was like, oh, but they still really love me this much, and they're really funny, and they're they they're good on paper. Like there was this litany of reasons why it should still work it's like you're missing a a foundational element
0: yeah i i think it's like wood it's like (laughs) ready if wood loses its shine you put some pledge on it right uh but a relationship that has lost its sheen Mm. is like a the bark on a tree Mm. you can't shine that yeah it's bark it's done that's it that's the form it's taken it's never (laughs) going to be shiny it's bark
1: yeah okay so that's number one the second one is, remember I, I said I lost admiration and then I was like, oh, but no one will ever love me as much as he loved me. That's the second thing. If one of the reasons you're staying with someone is because you don't think you'll ever find someone who loves you as much as that person mm. loves you, that is that is a sign. Because you will find someone else who loves you as much as that person does, and it, they won't have the other issues that are giving you misgivings. hundred
0: percent. You have to fight. There's, there's three things, which is two things you have to fight when you have that urge to Have that cigarette. Mm. never have the cigarette but never have the cigarette but if you do have the urge to have the cigarette think about the two things loneliness and insecurity mm. fight those mm-hmm. because yes you are going to be lonely and yes you're going to feel insecure but banish those from your mind because everyone in history the most famous artists the great emperors leaders of i don't know what else is there <laughs> i was gonna say composers great, uh, i don't know where, where are, gardeners, gardeners? are you going gardeners <laughs> i don't know <laughs> gardeners.
1: <laughs> well, gardeners deserve respect let me tell you
0: good landscaping oh man are you kidding
1: when you you go to one of those old like Castle type places and they're, they've got like a full-time gardener you're like that's oh, yeah. art oh yeah no. that's a full-time job yeah, like, like
0: Palace of Versailles kind yeah, of gardening yeah. Oh, yeah. it's hardcore but anyway, I like that's your dream. Yeah, that's what I should have done. Yeah. I mean, not in those times. Modern. I'd like to do it now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in those times. It's a bad time. <laughs> okay. But loneliness and insecurity has been felt by everybody in history who's been in these situations. And you have to sit with those. Mm. You can't let them control you. Mm-hmm. You have to learn from them and you have to grow from them. And I think that that deep loneliness and insecurity you feel in those breakup moments is sometimes what makes people the grownups that they become. Mm. I actually think it's one of the greatest growing experiences you can have as a human. I know for me it was. Mm-hmm. I like agree. The, the, the depth of loneliness and just worthlessness mm-hmm. I felt in breakups, both on my end and coming to me is what kind of turned me into a complete person yeah and i'm grateful for them and that's why i say you kind of do have to make these mistakes for two reasons one to grow Mm -hmm. which is just part of life yeah and two is to learn that people who are telling you not to do that were right
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh that was such an andy answer
0: Thank See, you. this is why
1: I still have stars in my eyes for you. Oh, I have to add one more thing. So I listed the two main reasons. The third one, as you were talking, I realized that this also plays in because it, it ties in what you just said. If you are hesitating to end it with someone mainly because you are afraid of hurting them.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's that's the that's the third one. Yeah. That's the, those no. are the top three for Oof. me.
1: It, because, again, the caveat with this entire answer, because our answers are always bespoke, is the fact that things are not overtly bad, right? Of course, it's different if it's an abusive situation, or it's like just not healthy, or it's toxic in any way that we're not talking about that. In this case, where she said there was nothing wrong, like, we got along great, they made me so happy at one point, like, how am I supposed to know? Those are the main three things that stand out. I
0: totally agree. That was the I would I put up three fingers, (laughs) but I only said two, that was the third. Yeah. To to say I don't want to hurt them Mm -hmm. is first of all, you're going to hurt everybody more yeah you and them you and yeah they yeah they (laughs) will hurt vastly more because of your decision not to quote hurt them Mm -hmm. in the long run trying to explain to someone how to break up is like almost like like trying to explain to someone how to be like a great person Mm -hmm. it's just impossible you have to go through the steps yeah but Trying to explain to someone how to not get back together with someone you've broken up with is easier. Mm. And that is simply don't take the offer of that smoke ever.
1: Okay. It's interesting. This was a sort of a two-part question. Yeah. The first time around and the second time around. I feel like I was more focused on the first time around. You're more focused on the second time around, but that's okay. We we covered our bases. Okay. Good luck, H. I mean, she's only 24. She, oh yeah. She's right on schedule, honestly. Like I truly believe, her third breakup in the future, she'll be like, "Oh,
0: yeah." And I, you know, I say she never, doesn't need us. Fuck, you, you just you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, but know you're making the mistakes. Recognize the mistakes.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, she's already so ahead by even knowing that she waited too long in the first place. Of course, twice.
0: She's already she's five years ahead of where I was, and I felt like I was kind of ahead of the curve. Okay, personalized hair care <laughs> at pros. <laughs>
1: When you started that one, I wasn't sure that was going to work out, but no, you found you your way. Both. I liked that. Thank you. You know, I will say with pros, which is personalized hair care, very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I always just thought whatever shampoo I was using was fine. And then you use stuff that's really designed for your hair based on your hair type, based on your zip code, based on the hardness of the water. All these factors play into how your hair behaves and how yeah. it looks. And let me tell you, I notice a big difference when I use pros.
0: There's no question. It's scalps are like fingerprints. No two are exactly alike. Ask all your friends. Say, do you have this exact thing happening? No, they don't. It's so true. So why not personalize a thing that's so important? Everyone thinks about their hair. Yeah, everyone wants healthy hair. They want a non-flaky, itchy, red, scaly scalp. (laughs) Not that I know anything about that. (laughs) So why wouldn't you personalize that? Mm -hmm. You personalize the food you eat. You personalize
1: your skincare routine, your clothes. You might get it tailored or you might not buy something because it doesn't fit you right. It makes total sense,
0: really. Yeah, you personalize your partner you spend your life with. (laughs) You
1: personalize (laughs) your partner. So with pros, you go online, you fill out their online consultation, which, by the way, is in-depth. And I love how they make it fun. It's not like you're toiling away at the questionnaire. It's actually fun. And it actually gets you thinking because I'm like, oh, wait, the water here is hard. I can tell with my nails that the water here is hard. And so it stands to reason that my hair is also suffering from that. And so it's just nice to have that extra bit of care. In your hair care routine.
0: And I will say the Shandy's have come back with a lot of positivity on Mm Pros.
1: And also because I certainly care about this stuff and I know our Shandy's do too. Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty.
0: All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered and cruelty free.
1: And even though your name is literally on it, it's on the bottle. It says your name on the bottle. Oh, it does. If you are not 100% happy with it and you don't think it's the best hair care you've ever tried, you can set it back and they'll give you your money back. Guarantees. But you
0: won't. You won't send it back.
1: <laughs> You'll only want more.
0: So custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it.
1: Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go
0: to pros.com slash Shandy.
1: That's pros dot com slash Shandy for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. All right, this next question is from X Communicado. Oh. You want to just call them X? Okay. Dear Shandy. Love the show, You're, I love it when they call it a show. I know, I, that, the novelty love still hasn't worn off for me. Love them. Your relationship and banter are a consistent inspiration. Thank no. you. Thanks. I have always wanted to write in, but I have so many problems. It's been hard to choose just one. <laughs> <laughs> if this is chosen i'd like to do a shout out to my fellow shandy pw who is my personal shandy doling out advice that she thinks you two might give love you pw oh Oh, how sweet wow hi pw
0: I feel competition.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Recently, a group of my friends have imploded, and I'm wondering whether I should slow-mo run away or if I should try to pull some people from the wreckage. There are four other characters in this story, three girls and one boy. One is called Ghost, 32 years old, female. Meanie, 44 years old, female. Chill, the boy, (laughs) 46 years old. And Innocent bystander, IB, 40 years old.
0: This is already, I'm already low. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So X is the one writing the email. Ghost, Meanie,
0: 32 male.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know if you need to know their ages, it's but important. Ghost, Meanie, and Innocent Bystander are female and Chill is the male who is 46. And he's 46. Yes. She, X is 39 years old. I am 39 years old. I've known Ghost for six years, Chill for five years, and I met Meanie and IB last year. I met each of these friends individually, taught them to play pickleball, introduced them to each other, and created a group chat. For about a year, things were going really well, and we would play together a few times a week. I don't get too caught up on the names, because I think that's going to lead you—I don't think you need to focus Meanie on
0: them. Meanie and Chill are the people that she started playing pickleball with? All of them. Right, I, but Meanie and Chill were the—sorry, Me, Meanie and Chill were the ones she knew knew the least amount of time. I
1: met Meanie and IB, innocent bystander, last year, she said.
0: Okay, Got it.
1: So Ghost and Chill, she's known for five and six And, years. and
0: Meanie and I be your girls, women. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> for about a year, things were going really well, and we would play together a few times a week. The girls even started hanging out without me and sometimes invited my good friend Chill. Again, sometimes without inviting me, which bothered me at first. It reminded me of Charlene's troubles introducing friends to each other. But I figured I would get over it because I was genuinely happy they were getting along so well. A month ago, Ghost, Minnie, and Chill and I are playing pickleball, and I frustratedly explained to Ghost and Minnie that they need to cover their sections of the court.
0: <laughs> Classic pickleball dispute. <laughs>
1: After the game, Ghost yells, don't play with me anymore and storms off. So remember, Ghost, she's known for six years. It's heated. Then I talked to a pissed off meanie and eventually convinced her that it was meant as constructive feedback. But I'm a litigator, so she could have just been tired of arguing. Hmm. Last week, I texted Ghost and meanie asking if we were okay. Minnie said speaking for herself she was okay. I haven't heard from Ghost since. <laughs> My question is what do I do now? Ghost ignores me in the group chat so I assume she's just throwing our six year relationship away. Chill doesn't want to get into the drama and he has no idea why Ghost is mad. I told Chill that I would not hold it against him if he kept playing with Ghost, but I'm actually really hurt. I could not remain friends with someone who treated one of my friends the way Ghost treated me. Chill and I have reliably hung out at least twice a month for five years. I, B, innocent bystander, wasn't there. In retrospect, Chill is the innocent bystander, but I, cho- I chose what I chose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this shows She did one draft. That's it. There's no rewrite. <laughs>
1: Meanie is mean so she's not a big loss <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> nice. these are my only single friends in my area so it stings to start anew but maybe these relationships have run their course anyway what should i do supplementary information ghost meanie and ib are terrible pickleball players Ah. chill is athletic and low-key obsessed with pickleball he has no trouble meeting other people on the courts so it's not as if chill has to play with these girls or else he has no one to play with also everyone in this group is single and no one has dated anyone else in the group or has made any moves on anyone else your Mm. thoughts would be appreciated signed excommunicado Mm. i have an instant reaction to this one and i'm kind of curious to see what you say before i say what i say or are you confused by all the names and you want me to go first? It's a little
0: confusing. I, I think I think I get it, but I immediately understand why she's upset about the dynamic. Yes. That makes total that sense. That makes more to me. sense
1: to me than actually what she's writing in about.
0: Right. The thing that she's writing in about, my instinct was, and this is nothing against excommunicado. Yeah. I just think there's something else going on there in that relationship. I don't believe one pickleball altercation. I feel like that friendship might have ended for another reason. Yeah, or maybe it was the straw. It was the straw. Yeah. I don't think that she's just like, no one talks to me like that on the pickleball court. I'm done. She's dead to me. That's craziness.
1: (laughs) But I also think that, I guess, okay, when I read this the first time and the second time, because this is the second time I'm reading this, I wonder if X is a little abrasive and even the way she handled telling meany that she was just giving constructive feedback you know it can be constructive feedback but it's really all about the execution and the delivery and if that comes across as overly aggressive or like you're shouting or talking down to you're patronizing condescending a million different tones that could be taken poorly i wonder if ghost wants more of an olive branch than just a group like hey are we good text and I am a sensitive person. I'm a sensitive friend. And I think that I'm both that way with receiving and giving in my friendships. So I can't help. Wa- That's what stands out to me is I don't know if I'm fully getting the impression that X to Ghost was like, I hope, you know, I didn't mean, I, you know, I was just in the moment. I was really emotional. Like I was in, you know, we were playing pickleball. I was all like revved up and I hope it didn't sound personal or like I was talking down to you or is there something else going on? Like it seems like she's a little quick to let this She's accusing Ghost of throwing away their six-year friendship. But to me, she seems kind of willing to throw away the six-year friendship. I I
0: agree. It kind of takes two to tango. I think there's some pride involved here. Yes. I don't think she wants to go and really, like, give any sort of mea culpa in any way, even if it's not appropriate, like, just to sort of mend fences. Yes. That's what you mend, right? (laughs) I was about to say mend bridges. You definitely don't mend. You could mend a bridge. Yeah, burning
1: bridges and mending. Burning
0: bridge and mending fences. Is that what it is? Although to be honest, what is, those are not equal. No one mends fences anymore. No one do, fences are not a thing that get mended anymore. Well and I would
1: think burning a bridge is a way more permanent and like like yeah. that has Burning bigger, a bridge
0: is always gonna that's bridges are always gonna be around and burning them is always gonna be really bad. Yeah. And end the possibility of anyone getting across the bridge <laughs> again.
1: <laughs> okay, so do you see eye to eye yeah, with me on this? What I'm that? saying is okay. I
0: think that she is a little too proud to mend the fence. Yeah, and she's
1: I, like, why are you taking this so personally? You're going to throw away our friendship? You're yeah. not just okay with this? Yeah. And I get, I'm get, i getting a personality vibe here when she talked about talking to a pissed-off meanie, eventually convincing her that it was meant as constructive feedback, but, quote, I'm a litigator, so she could have just been tired of arguing. This that is, really stands out to me.
0: What I, I get the feeling that meanie actually isn't that mean. <laughs>
1: Meanie sounds a little more chill you know,
0: you, know, you know what i actually think i'm gonna i'm gonna switch the names around i think Meanie might be chill
1: oh, oh wait oh Meanie, it should be named chill yeah okay and i
0: think axiomunicado i think you might be Meanie.
1: pickle it's just supposed to be a light fun activity that they're doing together and she says that they're all terrible players it's like you don't need to yell at them when they didn't cover their sections properly, yeah. and then from there explain that it was meant as constructive mm-hmm. feedback. And then when they don't get over it in the way in the timeline that you think is appropriate, then I, you're like, okay, well, the six-year friendship is over. Are they throwing it away? It just seems very like reactive and like too quick to let it all go.
0: I agree with you, and I think unless there was a lot of money on this game, which. <laughs> Based on this story, I don't think there was. I don't think so either. There's no reason in pickleball to get that heated. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You either have to be a professional level pickleball player, and this is like your life. Uh And even when you're playing a game, like a fun game on a Sunday, you're still taking it like this is life. Mm -hmm. Or there's a hundred grand on the game. (laughs) Either of those don't exist. You can't be yelling at people on the pickleball court, especially about something as simple as just not playing like the way you'd like them to play. Mm Maybe if some, maybe if someone got angry and they smacked you in the head with their pickleball yeah, paddle, yeah. that's a good reason to yell at someone on the pickleball court. Yes, but I think she was too abrasive. I think you're right. That's you touched the on the right thing.
1: I that's what stands out to me, especially how it almost seems like she litigated Meanie into agreeing. Okay, yeah, it was just constructive feedback. Like, okay, like let's just stop talking about. It. We're fine. Like it sounds like Meanie is not very confrontational, and Ghost probably isn't either except that she has been pushed right. over the edge this was the straw and I agree with your initial point which is that this has been building for way longer than X realizes yeah. and this was the straw and Ghost is like I don't need this I, shit
0: I think this is a wake up call I think and I hate to say this I hate to go against our shanties it's not it's out yeah, of love no. but we I think do this think, with care really I think this is an am I the asshole question
1: 100%
0: and excommunicado you're the asshole <laughs>
1: I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting as well. And we have to also touch on that one layer deeper, which is she has introduced all these friends. Yeah. She was holding it a little against chill that he would still continue to see these friends that she had introduced them to. And trust me X, when you talked about, you know, the introducing of friends, them hanging out without you and you feeling left out. Like I relate to that more than, you know, but, or maybe not more than, you know, because you've heard me talk about it a lot.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: But I feel that Chill is kind of like he's like, I'm not involved in this. Yeah. An innocent bystander also, you know, she's almost upset at them for not being upset with the friends that she got angry at for not covering the I- pickleball courts for and then continuing to hang out with them and not choosing her side. It's like maybe you're the common denominator.
0: Or maybe this is her kind of passive, I guess it's not passive aggressive, it's aggressive, aggressive way of expressing her distaste with the fact that they're kind of a friend group, Mm -hmm. sometimes outside of her, and she's the reason why they're friends.
1: In which case, I kind of wish she would just bring it up.
0: Yeah, I think there needs and to be- a, so easy for me to no, say of all people. It's so, it's so hard to swallow your yeah. pride and deal with this. But I honestly think there's a lot more going on here than this pickleball argument. No. And I think the ghosting is not just her being a dick and ghosting you. I think there needs to be a real discussion here about what's going on. And I'm going to use two more real tropes here. Okay, Heavy is the crown, the crown of the person who introduces a lot of friends together. Yeah, That's, that's a tough job. Mm-hmm. You have to sometimes deal with the fact that they're going to go rogue on you Mm -hmm. and that's sort of a beautiful thing in a way it's almost like having children like you don't expect your children to be like i'm staying with you forever i'm going to love you every day for the rest of your life yeah sometimes just go off and do their own thing and you have to watch them from afar and be like oh isn't that beautiful look at my children living their life
1: (laughs) all my children (laughs) All of them
0: playing pickleball without me while i sit at home and cry
1: okay what's the other the other
0: the, the other trope is that the, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think they, they're both, it's the same point I'm making. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you're, the good intention of bringing all these friends together and having them play pickleball is leading her to hell. And that hell is that she's now resentful of this situation and it manifested itself in this pickleball explosion. Mm-hmm. And now she's blaming the ghoster or ghost. I guess yeah. her name is ghost. <laughs> so I can call her that. She's blaming her. She's the problem. But the problem is this, Mm. and this needs to be discussed. And I honestly think it's, I'm going to call her excommunicato, but I think she might be meaning. (laughs) or asshole. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's your responsibility to have a summit to discuss this, unfortunately. And I know how much that kind of sucks, but it's your responsibility. I really think for the betterment of this whole friend group and for yourself, make this a conversation in person and lay down your arms.
1: Yeah. All right. You think we X. lost a Shandy? I hope not. <laughs> uh, I it, I always wanted to write in, but I have so many problems. It's been hard to choose just one. I that, mean, that maybe. That gets different
0: now. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. In retrospect...
1: Not everyone's that confrontational. I got to say, if a friend yelled at me for not covering my pickleball court properly, even if it's meant as constructive criticism, like we're just having fun.
0: I got to be honest with you. Like, I think my pickleball skills are probably on the same level as them. Okay. Like my level of pickle. Uh-huh. I have a couple of friends who sometimes invite me to play pickleball. Okay. And if ever I went to that pickleball event and I was yelled <laughs> at, <laughs> that I was in the wrong part of the court, like yeah. really yelled at. Yeah. I would not feel good about that. I, I might avoid contact with that person. Not necessarily a full ghost, but I'd be like, yeah, I think I'm gonna take a break from that. I, I didn't like that. Yeah. I went to go play pickleball. Yeah. That's not the place I expect to get harangued at.
1: Yeah. And then have it insinuated that I'm overreacting when that person never formally apologized and- Yeah. Yeah. And just wanted to dig a little deeper than just saying, oh, it was constructive feedback.
0: You stole my boyfriend. I'm going to yell at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in the wrong place in the pickleball court. No, you can't do that. (laughs) Mm. First rule of pickleball. Don't yell at people on the pickleball court.
1: Okay, X. Good luck. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. Quite a pickle. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Good. running for that. All right. This next question is from Anonymous. Dear Shandy. Okay, I know this seems bratty to complain about, but it's really been tugging at me. I have been with my boyfriend for six months, and I love him immensely. For context, we met here in the East Village in the fall, but we're both actually from Wisconsin. He moved back to Wisconsin a month into our relationship, and we've been doing long distance since. Okay, so together for one month here, five months, long distance. We are planning to move in together this upcoming summer. He is 26 and I'm 24. We've been through huge things together already, like meeting each other's families, road tripping across the country, and more seriously, a surgical abortion that was very risky for me due to underlying medical conditions. Still dealing with that one emotionally. I know six months isn't too long, but we've bonded so closely and I really feel he's the one. We have very different communication styles, so long distance has been a challenge, but we've been able to work through each issue with respect for each other. Here's my current gripe. He didn't get me anything for my birthday. I didn't expect much, but maybe some small gift in the mail or even a nice letter. Gift giving and words of affirmation are my biggest love languages. Because of our different communication styles and the distance, I've had to sacrifice the affirmations quite a bit. So I was really disappointed when he didn't try to get me some small gift, knowing that that's my other love language. For his birthday, I got him a pair of super nice Sleepy Jones pajamas, ordered him a cake, and we had a small party with friends. Mm. I know just because I celebrated him doesn't mean he has to celebrate me dot 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 yeah, it but does. it stung ha ha she wrote ha ha I'm not saying
0: <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's a ha ha
1: I mean it's a, she's laughing through sadness ha ha
0: yeah that's a nervous laugh yeah she's nervously laughing in her letter <laughs>
1: Do I express to him that this upset me? If so, how do I do it without coming across as a materialistic monster? I know it's in the past now, but it made me feel really unimportant and alone on my birthday. Anonymous. Mm.
0: So this is my problem with the question. We don't have enough information about the nature of this relationship. And it's not that she didn't give like there would have had to be a lot more details Uh as to how the dynamic is. But I get the feeling it's possible, and I want to be a dick here. Yeah. But I get the feeling that she thinks the connection there is stronger than maybe he thinks. Mm. And there might be an imbalance because even if you're not a tradition person or you're not a birthday person, I feel like that's something that's gotta be communicated. Like I just want you to know I'm not a present, I don't do birthdays, I don't do presents. Just want you to know, uh-huh. just be prepared for that. But for her to have gone out of her way to give him such a nice birthday it seems and for him to respond with nothing especially when they're long distance because when you're long distance like the other person they don't know what's going on mm, I,
1: I think I, she likes him more than he, like he's not he, really thinking of her as often as she's thinking of him
0: is there any like uh, the only other explanation is that he's a total i like, like you know counterculture like he's just like i don't do birthdays he's mm, like a nihilist no, i don't yeah, do I'm christmas i don't do hanukkah i don't do birthdays yeah i don't do Halloween. Gifts, yeah, I don't do it. anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I don't do any traditions. Mm. I think there's a problem.
1: Yeah, and this is the first birthday together, six months long relationship. Okay, so two things stand out to me. I agree that we don't have enough information, but for me, the way in which I don't think we have enough information is, what did he send her on her birthday? I assume it was a text. I feel like she would have said she didn't hear from him at all on her birthday. So I assume, is that me leaping to a conclusion that he sent her some sort of text saying, happy birthday, love you, or something?
0: Is, is... A text saying "Happy birthday, love you" that much better than basically nothing. Is it that yes, much better? It
1: is better. It shows you remembered the birthday.
0: Okay, but it's the difference between one, two. It's like, like, like. There's like the seven to ten area where uh-huh. there's you're trying to give gifts and events and cakes. Yeah, you know, <laughs>
1: you try to give cakes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> various pastries. But then there's what he did, which is like a two.
1: Mm. Oh, so and a zero is nothing.
0: Zero is absolutely nothing. Like, and, and what's yeah.
1: one? Just happy birthday, no punctuation, no emoji, no I love you.
0: Oh, no, or- no, a one is HBD. No, <laughs> no punctuation.
1: Or it's happy birthday at like eleven p.m. <laughs> after they saw on Facebook that it's your birthday.
0: Sure. Any of those.
1: But knowing their ages, he didn't see it on Facebook right? because they're in their 20s. And I don't think, Oh, yeah, 26 and 24, I don't think they're on Facebook.
0: (laughs) No, no. I sounded old by just suggesting that. He sent her a TikTok.
1: (laughs) So the other thing that stands out to me here, I want to know if she's seen him since in person. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be honest. Like, I agree that it's not good optics are not good it do, it's not a good outlook for this relationship that he didn't appear to center anything that said it sounds like his birthday they were in person she threw him a party she got him a cake did she do all that from a distance it doesn't sound no like
0: it. I, I think they were together but that being said all the more reason for him to think of a creative way to return the favor but not even the favor it shouldn't be thought of as a returning a favor it's just he really loves her And she showed him So much love on his birthday like, Yeah but
1: okay But the point I'm making Is that maybe When he sees her next He'll be like Oh here's a gift That I got you I, But I'm not the type of person To put it in the physical mail To send it well, to you
0: Well we don't know enough I know Ma- a lot
1: of people I'm actually more likely To do that with someone Who I haven't seen in a while It's like oh I haven't seen you In a month Here's the birthday gift That I had for you I didn't think To put in the mail A week before your birthday
0: Don't you think That there should have been Some kind of discussion like, About I like oh by the way There's something special yeah, Coming you your way
1: Surprise! i i don't know if i totally mm. agree that this is absolutely doomed the distance no, no, no. those I, I never
0: said that oh okay true. i never said that true. i said that i don't have enough information here
1: you know i actually think this email is sort of a model of missing crucial information actually and now i feel kind of bad anonymous that we're using you as an example she hasn't said whether they've seen each other since she has not spoken specified whether they were together on his birthday but i'm just piecing that together because she said that she threw him a small party i'm assuming she didn't do that from a distance she hasn't said whether he sent her a text wishing her a happy birthday how effusive that text was right
0: was it a long poem maybe that's his (laughs) way of giving let's assume some things Uh because we have to yes otherwise we're just going to give a non-answer yeah let's assume that the text was hey happy birthday exclamation point and then like the balloon confetti or something
1: I gotta say I'm wowed by those every time, especially since I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how to send one.
0: (laughs) That's like a 1.5 on the on the scale. It's really sad because I could just
1: Google it. How to send the balloons via? Honestly, I sometimes
0: I I don't mean to send it, and I just like if I'll say if I say congratulations exclamation point, it just does it without me even doing oh, anything. Okay, and I'm like oh that was nice. So
1: maybe it's possible I've sent that without meaning to.
0: I know every time I've ever sent it, I didn't mean to.
1: Okay, so 1.5 sounds about right. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't mean to center the balloons. It <laughs> just he gets an extra, apple center. Yeah, the balloons. he gets an extra half <laughs> a gift
0: point from Apple. Yeah. yeah, I think there are three possibilities here. One is is that He's just not a gift giver. It's not in his language.
1: Which is very possible.
0: Yeah. And that's fine. You're just dealing with it. You'll have to accept that. Maybe the relationship is totally fine and mm-hmm. this guy just doesn't give gifts. Or
1: you can tell him that you want gifts and then he can attempt to get you gifts. Sure. And they probably won't be great gifts because yeah, he's innately be not a great gifts. gift giver. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or he'll give you gifts in totally random times. Like it'll be like a, some random day in April and mm-hmm. you'll get a big gift for no reason. Yeah. Who knows? So that's fine. That's, that's a green light. Everything's good. He's just, uh, you know, he's got idiosyncrasies. Number two is, and I've been in this position before in long distance relationships. He doesn't have as much of an interest in this relationship as you. Mm. And one of the ways that that manifests itself, I feel, is the lack of the 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 need the mm. feeling like I don't have a need to get you anything because number one that's sending the wrong message and number two this isn't that for me mm. you're not in the gift giving on the birthday compartment mm. and that's a problem
1: yeah and uh, I think to B of that yeah. is the idea that he likes her and he likes texting her and sort of checking in with her having something to tell about. His day two, tell about his day two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense somehow. Yeah, or, kind of, yeah. Good enough. <laughs> uh, but it's more in like this casual texting kind of way, and not in a oh, it's anonymous's birthday in a couple of weeks, and I have been thinking about what to get her, and I'm going to drop this thing in the mail ten days in advance so it definitely gets there in time for her birthday. Like he's just putting all of that thought like that, that in advance thought, you know, that really takes planning to do that. He's just not thinking about her that much in that way.
0: So maybe he's at like in the relationship course, he's unlike mile marker, one, and she's on mile marker three. Yeah. And they're just not in the same place, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to get there. Yeah. He's just a little behind her. Yeah, and it's possible that. if they
1: were in the same place that, you know, it wouldn't be as out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. Okay, okay, so what's number three?
0: Well, number three is what you were touching on earlier is that he did send her something.
1: Or no, he did get her something.
0: He got her something. Yeah. And he's either going to give it to her in person or it's going to land in the mail sometime, mm. a little off target. I don't picture
1: this guy putting a gift in the mail, honestly. I don't, I
0: don't picture it either. But
1: I do picture him having gotten her something and putting it in his suitcase for the next time he sees her. Sure.
0: Him. And that's the reason why I agree with you, that the conversation should wait until the next time they see each other. And
1: so in conclusion, our answer, Anonymous, to your email is that your email doesn't have enough information to write into a podcast.
0: <laughs> How dare you? <laughs>
1: But she says, how do I do this without coming across as a materialistic monster? I don't, I the, feel like there's a lot in between yeah. not expressing this and immediately coming off as a
0: materialistic monster.
1: That's to me, you know, what that shows is that they are not as familiar as she thinks. Yeah.
0: The fact that you would think you'd come off as a monster yeah. for questioning someone why they didn't do anything for your birthday yeah. in, the, in the honeymoon period of yeah. your relationship after you went out of your way to get them a nice birthday suggests to me exactly what you're saying is that there's a real imbalance there.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Okay, some food for thought, anonymous. And of course, we don't know what we're talking about. It's no. like we're, we're just piecing this together. So yeah. maybe We give
0: dangerously bad advice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can disregard everything we've said here if you want. Good luck. All right. This next question is from A as in the letter. Hi Shandy. Hmm. I have a question about friendships. I have been friends with Elle for about seven years. We met when our daughters became best friends in elementary school. Me and Elle had been pretty inseparable for several years. We have been through a lot together. Me having multiple children, her kids growing up, her struggles in her marriage. Elle and her husband had a very complicated relationship and in my opinion they couldn't have been worse for each other. He is very type A. She is super go with the flow. They fought all the time. Well, a couple years ago, they separated and just finalized their divorce. While me and Elle remain friends, I have seen a big change in her. She has a new boyfriend who she spends all her time with, and she is rarely the one to contact me first. I no longer drink alcohol and have realized that alcohol was a major part of our friendship. I feel like we will always be friends, but the dynamics of our friendship have changed, and I don't think they're ever going to go back to the way they they were. It's sad, but that's how life goes, I suppose. Mm. I never had an issue with her husband, only that I thought they were quite incompatible. Well, her husband still lives close by and I see him regularly because of our daughters. He has a new girlfriend and as it turns out, I really like her. She is super nice and clearly a much better match. We have a lot in common. She's new to town and mentioned that we should go for a hike sometime. My question is, what are the rules with this sort of thing? Am I allowed to befriend the new girlfriend? Should I be friendly but keep things at a distance? Our town is small enough that I'll see her around. I do think that both Elle and her husband have handled the divorce pretty terribly, but my ultimate devotion is always going to be with Elle. How does one handle a situation such as this? It's my first friend divorce experience. Thanks for doing God's work with the pod A. And we followed up for ages. Her friend, her ex-husband and the new girlfriend are all in their late 40s and she is in her late 30s.
0: I think in in certain cases in life, I don't believe in like blind loyalty. I think that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But I think in certain cases in life with friendships and loves, I think loyalty sometimes has to take precedence over the desire to have a relationship with some individual. Mm-hmm. And a new individual. Yeah. And in this case, I, I'm, I'm close on this. Yeah. Because I feel bad for her. So yeah. I'm sure she has a really nice friendship with this girl. I'm not saying that it has to die 100%. No, I think
1: she can go for a hike with her. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's it crazy. It could be a
0: casual thing. They yeah. can keep it casual. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but I
1: just don't think they should become BFFs.
0: They they can't become BFFs just because of the loyalty issue. And who knows where this evolves? Maybe Elle becomes a total dick, extricates herself from her life entirely, and is just not there, mm-hmm. and it's like goodbye. And then in that case, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. But as long as Elle's kind of in the fray, I think loyalty has to take precedence here. And I think she has to be very careful about how she tends to this new relationship. And by the way,
1: I think that when you reach this age, she's in her late 30s, they're in their late 40s.
0: Hard to make friends.
1: It is hard to make friends. And also, it's kind of an age where you realize that friends that you once had like she even said that she doesn't drink alcohol anymore and mm. she's like oh wait a minute a huge part of our friendship revolved around right. drinking alcohol together and we've
0: all had those friends where they're like drinking buddies and then you're like oh wait a minute without alcohol we what don't really this? hang out yeah and we don't really enjoy our company that much yeah
1: or it's hard to hang out with you if i don't drink alcohol right that's yeah. another problem yeah so i can see this sort of sense of disillusionment i think it's just a little Early, that's all. But I can totally picture things shifting. And if Elle continues to not make a reciprocal effort in this friendship, and just becomes more distant, and I don't know, just starts fading out, I don't think it's the end of the world. I do. If A... Oh, you what? No, I agree. So oh, okay. I meant to say agree. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I what? Do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't think it's the end of the world if A starts befriending the new girlfriend more. For me, I'm just... In the same way that I feel left out if people that I've introduced start hanging out without me... She technically knows the ex-husband oh. and this girlfriend because of L.
0: Oh, this is there's a lot of of a lot of fouls being committed yes. if she develops a deep bond with this yeah. new without, person.
1: Yeah, without trying to make sure that L Elle... is
0: being tended to. Yeah, in some way, I would say this: keep the new relationship in first gear, and if L shuts the car off, then shift it up to fourth gear.
1: Mm. <laughs> And do you think that she should tell Elle that she's going hiking with this? <laughs> <laughs> I love questions like this because it's so sticky. I love sticky questions. Ooh, sticky. I know you don't love super sticky questions, but I love them. <sighs> Forgive me. The
0: problem is, is I I kind of think in this situation, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, just because I think there's a good chance Elle won't find out that she's having these little... Oh, dalliances. Yeah. That's true. Is dalliances a thing? <laughs> Is this considered <laughs> a dalliance? Yeah. I don't think she's going to find out. And if she, it's a risk, it's a small risk, but I don't think she's going find out. In that case, better to ask for forgiveness because Elle's already kind of become this checked
1: out a little. Yeah,
0: outsider for her. I don't think she should tell her. Mm. And, and usually I would lean in that direction. I usually feel like open communication is the best. Yeah. I think in this case, she might want to have a tiny bit of her cake and eat it too. Yeah. Just try. I think she can get away with it.
1: I, I agree. You know, a lot of times, just as with romantic relationships, I think platonic friendships have a season. She said she doesn't think their friendship will ever go back to the way it was, that it was a time in their lives. She doesn't drink alcohol anymore. Their their daughters are not in the same point, you know, in their youth or school or whatever. They're not both married and like living in the same neighborhood. There's a million reasons why they were close at that time. I think she should watch to see how much of an effort Elle makes. And if it's not matching her, she doesn't have to hold on to that forever. She
0: should preserve this in its embryonic state as best as she can. Yes, yeah. And try to have
1: a little bit of cake and eat a little bit of it
0: at the same time. a little bit of that cake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, our answer, obviously, I can picture people having different reactions to this, but I think it is hard to make friends at a certain point in life. It's so hard. it's pretty cool when you meet someone. Like when I meet a new girlfriend of one of your friends... And I really like them. I get really excited about it because it just doesn't happen that often. I know. And you're like, oh, this is cool to meet someone who I want to go on a hike with and not get wasted with necessarily. You know what I mean?
0: Later in life, it almost is the same emotional experience as finding a new love. Yes.
1: Yes. It's just like,
0: wow, like, I'm, you know, I thought this was over for me. Mm -hmm. I thought I had my friends. Yeah. And now a new, like, actual friend, like a, like a childhood kind of friendship. Yeah. And, and for that reason, I think loyalty still has to be in the mix here. Yeah. But slightly uh, (laughs) compromised.
1: (laughs) I don't know how much we helped with our answer for that one, but A, good luck, I really relate to your yeah, question. Some, sometimes question.
0: you can be both wrong and right. Mm-hmm.
1: And you should be a little selfish sometimes. Yeah, definitely. All right. This next question is from Mrs. Mrs. No. <laughs> Mrs. M-I-S-S-I-S. I thought that was cute. Dear Shannon. Oh, Mrs.
0: Mrs. Got it.
1: Call me Mrs. Mrs. I am a 35-year-old woman and I consider myself a loyal Shandy since I watch and rewatch all your videos not just bachelor recaps. Wow. Thank you Mrs. Mrs.
0: Thank you. I loyal.
1: I love Charlene's banter with Andy and I can't tell you how many times I returned to videos just to listen to Andy's singing. Oh. oh.
0: Wow, she's bad taste in singing.
1: <laughs> Do you want to sing a thank you to her?
0: Uh okay. Mrs. Mrs., I want to thank you for liking my singing, even though it's pretty bad.
1: (laughs) I grew up in the Middle East and English isn't my first language. I learned English by watching 90s sitcoms and listening to English 80s and 90s songs. I hope this explains why I enjoy Andy's singing. Uh, Now it's making sense. (laughs) Wow. I mean, her English is amazing. Yeah. Being from the Middle East means that I'm from a culture that still practices arranged marriages, and that's how I got married back when I was 22. While it was an arranged marriage, I still had some say in the matter, and when my husband proposed, I recalled thinking that he's not really (laughs) bad-looking. Also, I was thinking of more practical things like what role do women in his family have in a household. After all, I had ambitions and I wanted to only agree to marrying someone from a family that had precedent in terms of women in the workforce. I'm happy to tell you that my husband didn't disappoint in that area. After a year of marriage, we moved to the US so I can pursue graduate school. I love this story already. Mm -hmm. I got a master's and a PhD, and I currently work in academia while my husband is a very involved stay-at-home dad. He cooks, he cleans, and he takes good care of me and our two kids. It helps that my love language is acts of service because he delivers. For example, last week, I was late for work and was panicking because I needed to stop for fuel, which would make me even more late. However, my husband told me he woke up earlier and filled up my tank while I was sleeping so I didn't have to worry about it.
0: God, this guy. Oh, my God. Is took there my- a problem with him? <laughs> you have a problem with him?
1: That's so romantic.
0: Unbelievable. I want someone to fill up my tank <laughs> while I'm sleeping or anytime. <laughs>
1: this is one of many examples of him taking care of me life is good however I'm writing to a podcast so there is an issue I need your help with I'm reaching out because since we moved to the states I can't help but feel like I missed out on romance hmm. I actually started watching The Bachelor because I wanted to see what it's like for people to get married after knowing each other and falling in love Andy is probably laughing at this because after watching a few seasons I realized that the Bachelor isn't really how people end up getting married in the real world <laughs> but at least that's how I knew of (laughs) Charlene and it got me to watch you guys and learn about your experience and insights into dating and romance. This
0: is a real shandy. This is (laughs) a shandy through and through.
1: I won't lie. Having an arranged marriage means that everything is practical, including sex. Mm. There was no romance. I have no idea what having physical chemistry feels like, let alone having an orgasm during sex. Don't get me wrong. I'm no master of my domain. Seinfeld reference. (laughs) I have (laughs) pleasured myself and I know what an orgasm is like. I I just never had one during sex with my husband. It's sad since we've been married for 13 years and have two mm. kids. Mm. Yes, I have been faking orgasms for 13 years. No. I know Charlene is probably cringing in disappointment. Oh, no. She's such a shandy. Such a shandy. I'm so touched. Mrs. Mrs. Wow, you're really coming yeah. after our hearts here. Recently, I've been educating myself about female orgasms and learned that some women don't have orgasms from penetration alone. It occurred to me that maybe I could pleasure myself through external stimulation during sex, but I'm so scared that it might hurt my husband's ego if I do that. Like I mentioned, he's a very involved stay at home dad, but that doesn't mean he isn't insecure about his masculinity. He already feels emasculated since he's the one doing all the cooking and cleaning, which is traditionally a woman's role in our culture. It's true that our marriage was arranged. But I grew to love him so much and I can't slash don't want to do anything that could slash would hurt his feelings. Did I miss out on romance and experiencing physical chemistry? Is it worth it for a woman to have an orgasm during sex? And if so, how do I even approach the subject without hurting my husband's feelings? For context, if needed, my husband is seven years older than me and he is the only man I have ever been with. Sincerely, Mrs. Mrs. I love so many things about this. I mean, obviously, the orgasm part, we'll get to that, but
0: I just... So this is how this is going to go. I'm going to just be in charge of songs related to this question, (laughs) and you're going to answer it.
1: Mm, I really think that her husband's going to... I don't think she needs to be like, I've been faking orgasms for 13 years. I don't think that's necessary, but I think she can... Be like, oh, I want to try bringing a toy into the bedroom. Mm. I want to, like, sort of take things up a notch. Like, I love you so much. I want to experience this together. Okay,
0: good. That's what I was going to say. And it doesn't have to be emasculating.
1: You know, she's really not in the minority to struggle. No. To orgasm from penetration alone. And it's extremely it's common. It's
0: extremely common. And I'll tell you something, she's obviously very smart.
1: Yeah. I mean, I never would have guessed that English wasn't her first language based on this Unbelievable.
0: Can you imagine that this person could speak a foreign language fluently? My point is, is that she, I trust you, Mrs. Mrs., <laughs> that you are going to find a way to do this right. Mm-hmm. I know you can. And it might even involve saying like, look, I want you to dress up like the mailman. <laughs> and and it's this other thing with this toy. Don't worry about that. Just dress up like the mailman. Yeah.
1: What she doesn't need to share is the fact that she has... She's maybe feeling a little sexually unfulfilled. Yeah. Like that is just not necessary. I think it should just be like, oh, I've been kind of feeling like Randy lately. Yeah. Why doesn't anyone use that word anymore? Randy
0: is a good word. There's a lot of words people don't use anymore that are great. And there's a lot of words people use that suck.
1: Yeah. Like why is Randy worse or more old fashioned to use than horny?
0: Yeah. horny's not nearly as good as Randy.
1: Yeah, Quite Randy's much. much like more elegant. It feels like ooh.
0: Yeah, Randy.
1: <laughs> Randy. It requires a British accent. Yeah. for some reason, mm-hmm. I just find Hornie's a little like.
0: Hornie's like like it's it seems base. It seems yeah. crude. Yeah. Randy's like it, it gets across the message, but it sounds dignified.
1: <laughs> exactly. Hmm. So I think she could lean into. You know, I've been feeling frisky lately. No, that's now. a good one too. <laughs> Look yeah. at me; I'm full of some yeah. of these. And say, like, I heard about this toy, or I saw an ad for this toy. Whatever this this influencer I follow is, everyone's advertising vibrators on Instagram now. I feel
0: like, so, yeah.
1: So I just like say,
0: Walmart sells dildos. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even kidding. Do they really? Or Target? Oh, I'm sure. Sh- Someone sells dildos.
1: I don't know. Oh, I'm, t- t- I'm sells telling sells you, dildos. not like
0: hardcore dildos that look exactly like a penis that have veins in them. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about like really subtle, like elegant ones. Okay. Vibrators. I'm telling you, I don't know if it's Walmart, Target or Costco. One of those places I'm telling you was selling them and people got all up in a bundle about it.
1: Oh, that sounds very 2023 to me. Yeah. If you are indeed right, that sounds. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, good. I have no issue with that. I huh. just, I just don't know if you're right.
0: I, 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 it's some major retailer. Okay. It might not be the three I mentioned, <laughs> but it's, it's in that general genre.
1: Okay. I, by the way, love that they were, it's an arranged marriage and they've just grown to love each other so much. Yeah. You know, my grandparents, it's beautiful. my grandparents it's, were, my Chinese grandparents. Oh, that, uh, right. Yeah. And they loved each other. Yeah. I think it can work a lot of the time. Well, yeah.
0: In a way, it's kind of like almost, it's like it's close to like a Disney romance as you get. It's actually very romantic in its own. Very arranged way. You know, let's
1: talk about that for a second, because she says that she feels she missed out on romance because it was all about practicality, right? She was looking for a man who would allow her to pursue her education. Yeah. But what is more romantic than a guy who's from a culture where traditionally this wouldn't be? Yeah acceptable mm-hmm. and he's like yeah let's move to the states yeah go get your phd and yeah i'll stay home and, and he cook treats and clean. her like a queen yeah i mean i presume i mean he goes and fills up the the tank of gas fills while she's sleeping if
0: he can fill up her tank of gas yeah then she could get her tank filled up in other ways
1: <laughs> I, thought, I thought that joke was already made but okay <laughs> no it hasn't been
0: made yet i wanted to make sure it got done <laughs> No, but seriously, if he's willing to do all these acts of service, mm-hmm. he's filling up her tank, he's cooking her dinner, yeah, he's yeah, taking yeah. care of the kids, he basically gives himself to her in every way yeah, imaginable. Yeah. She
1: says that she feels that like she missed out on romance. I want you, Mrs. Mrs. your homework is to realize how romantic our, us, being outsiders, your story is to yeah, us. it is. I think it's really romantic that they were in an arranged marriage and then they came to really love each other. It's like practicality first, romance second, so what? Most of the time it's romance first and then practicality second. Of course. Like it's just a different order.
0: Yeah. And it's it,
1: practicality for a lot of people. It sounds like she has more romance in her 13-year marriage than most people have in in similar length relationships that started with romance.
0: And I I couldn't agree more. And I don't think that sex is is honestly even that important a part of romance in long-term no, relationships. No. I think it actually oftentimes it's, it's one of the least important things mm. acts of service like showing other ways you love them in ways surprising ways like selfless ways yeah. that's romance mm-hmm. it, you know romance in the first week is sex okay yeah. fine sometimes <laughs> but i think that this relationship has room for a whole other gear mm-hmm. and i think that you a whole i didn't say a whole nother gear <laughs> i don't like that <laughs> i said a whole other gear I know you were thinking. Did you? I said a whole other gear. Did you? I said I did not say another.
1: It's kind of sounded like I they, didn't say. Another. You drew attention to it.
0: I because I had a feeling. I just felt was we know each other well. I had a feeling we really like he said another.
1: I was listening to what you were saying. Oh. I wasn't picking apart wow. your grammar.
0: That's romantic. <laughs> Anyway, my point is is that this relationship not only is romantic in mm. all the ways you've said, it can become even hot romantic. Mm. And I think that gear hasn't been really touched on and I think this can be the way she allows it to enter the fray.
1: Yeah, completing the reverse order thing. I think she can get there. She j- she hasn't even tried.
0: Hasn't even tried. Hasn't tried.
1: Like Look at look at everything else she's tried in this relationship and how it's succeeded. Like, crazy. I don't think this woman fails at anything she does.
0: You know what she can get? She can get one of those toys where he presses the button. Oh, yeah. That way he's not emasculated. He's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Electronically.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good call, actually. Yeah. I actually think that's kind of hot.
0: It's definitely hot. Yeah. Because you're not doing it. Yeah. Everyone likes things done to them. It's better when other people do it to you, usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually. <laughs> Get one of those. <laughs> now sold at Walmart. Do
1: you think our answer was too simplistic to that? I, I can't tell. I mean, if it gets deeper, I feel like you've got to go to a trained professional, which we never claim to be, by the way.
0: No, we are not professionals. Yeah.
1: You could go to a sex therapist, but I don't, I feel like you're not at that point yet.
0: And you're going to be into it. I uh, trust me you it's gonna work you're gonna be this is gonna be a good thing for both of you
1: what do you mean she's gonna of course she's gonna be into it Why no but I mean it? I'm
0: not I'm I just it's gonna be it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good time <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> no how else to say that
1: <laughs> okay Mrs. Mrs. thank you I mean your email Thank you for your so lovely sweet. email and also for trusting us. I will wish you luck, but I don't really think you need much luck.
0: Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. An exemplary shandy.
1: Yes, indeed. Oh, and update us, please. Yeah. We would love that.
0: Not in a weird way. Yeah. We just want an update. We
1: don't need graphic details, yeah. but I mean, we would love yeah. to hear an update yeah. to this one. Yes. <laughs> All right, Andy. I think then that's a wrap for this Rap. Q&A, Q&A Rap. 34
0: with a bow. 34? Wow,
1: 34 Uh Q&As. And it kind of puts it all in perspective,
0: doesn't it? (laughs) Wow. A a lot of hot air.
1: (laughs) Kind of makes you wonder what we've been saying for all these hours. (laughs) What people know about us.
0: God, how can we talk that much? I know. We could lift a blimp.
1: Shandies, thank you so much for your great questions. I have to do that thing that I do every couple of months. Do it. Where I remind our Shandies that uh, if your email is too long, that that alone is often the reason it's not chosen.
0: Brevity is golden.
1: It's such a fine line because we want details, right? We we came after, I forget who it was. Was it anonymous? The the, the birthday present email. We felt it was missing crucial details. So you want details, but some of them are just too long. Like it would take 10 minutes plus to read them, which takes up too much of the episode. And I also feel like you start to fade, Andy. I do. I glaze. (laughs) It's a
0: glaze. Yeah,
1: exactly. He kind of glazes over. He goes into micro nap mode. We'll we'll blame you. Mm -hmm. But basically keep it on the shorter side or, you know, put the thing at the top about how many minutes it takes to read. That's really taken. And it'll make a big difference if you do want your email chosen, which I assume you do, because I don't know why you'd be writing it if you didn't. Okay, if you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, and TikTok, leave us Apple and
0: Spotify,
1: podcast ratings and reviews, tell your friends, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.
2: Dear Shandy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.